We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth Welcome to the All Bases Covered Podcast. We are here on a Friday. I cannot wait to drop this shitty fucking platform. Um, having some early technical difficulties already. Um, so, to our audience, no, next, what's going on? Week will be, <laughs> next week will be the last week that we are on Blog Talk Radio. We will be switching platforms, and we will be continuing from another site known as Podbean. We'll also have cleaner audio, uh, much better, uh, hopefully some video, too, here shortly. So, but I'm glad to have you guys. I see we got Joe on. We got Sam on. It's Friday. Fuck, dude. I, I, I'm i just ready for Championship Sunday to get here. Um, still waiting on Josh. Don't know where his dumbass is, so we're going to give him some shit for being late. But um, he's battering dude, his nose. <laughs> I so can I just say something? I, I feel embarrassed a little bit as a Cincinnati Bengals fan at this time because God damn it, our our fucking mayor Aftab, who I went to high school with, I, I graduated with him, out here talking shit about Kansas City, as saying that. They've requested a paternity test for Joe Burrow to see if he's Patrick Mahomes' daddy, and then calling it Burrowhead Stadium. And I'm just like, dude, you couldn't wait till fucking after the game. You couldn't wait till Sunday night, Monday morning, to fucking put this little shit out there. You had to do it right now. And then the Kansas City mayor didn't even respond. He's just like, I'm not going to bother responding to this. We have better class than the city that produced Jerry Springer. And that hurts. That that was like a shot to the fucking heart right there. Uh, oh, I'll just, I don't know, man. See, I'm listen, I'll be honest with that. you. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject and yeah. say one thing real quick. I, would, I don't think it's that yeah. bad of a comment. Had Mahomes not already had a Super Bowl win under his belt, you know, um, yeah, it, it's like it's like you kind of you don't like poking the bear until after you've won, right? Um, I always right. believe that's that's smart business. You know, once you once you've gotten the win, then talk all the shit you want. You know, then no one's stopping you, right? Yeah, but hey, uh, he so, did it. Oh, so well, let's see what happens now. Well, here's my thing with yeah. it. And I'm I'm gonna throw in there is that it was the it was the mayor, okay. It, was, it wasn't the Bengals talking shit. The Bengals know that they've got business to do. They know that they're playing a very good team, and they got to go in there and do their shit. That's why they're not talking shit. They're, they're doing what they need to do. You know, the I mayor mean, is a fan. Shit, but, I mean, yeah. well, everyone's talking shit, but let's be honest with you. The, the one person that's not talking shit is Joe Burrow. Yeah. All he's doing is saying – I got business to do. Let's go. That's it. You know, fans are going to talk shit. I mean, hell, I've been talking shit all day to different people just because, you know what, that's part of being a fan. It's fun. You're supporting your team. But when it all comes down to it, the Bengals are the ones that are going to go on the field and do their business, you know. And at the end of the fourth quarter, I'm confident in my team that they're going to come away with a W. But – you know, if for some unholy reason they don't, then you know what? They still made a fucking hell of a run this year when everyone else was counting them out. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll, to be, again, uh, you know, openly blunt about it, uh, the, the way that this is now sh- taking, uh, like, shape and form is that you, you're, you're not playing a divisional round game. You're not playing a regular season game. You're now at the AFC Championship game. And I think that the shit talking only puts you puts it more on the line. Like if you're talking shit about your team, your team better back it up. And you're giving them more. It's like more pressure for the team, unnecessary pressure. They have enough to begin with. Now they have to deal with their mayor talking shit to 
you know, Kansas City mayor. And that's not, again, it's noise, it's noise that's not necessary, right? It's not just talking shit, it's some corny-ass shit, though, too, man. Aftab was corny in high school, he's fucking corny now. Like, fuck, man. Get him on the show, man, so we can talk some shit to him. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk some shit, bitches. Oh, here's last minute, Lake McGee. There, there. I thought she fell asleep, Josh. I thought she. I uh, thought she was asleep, that was, that was my bad. I got, I got enamored on the, uh, the the guy that was just beat by the Memphis police. They were showing the video, and I was watching uh, that. So I, I haven't. I, I never just released before. it, so I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, the 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 one video that they showed, it's fucking horrible for them police officers, and I hope they all fucking yeah. go to jail. And well, you know, yeah, I will we'll, get that. I, I do want to talk about this at some point. I guess we can talk about it right now, and we'll get the other shit here. I find it funny though that it's getting media coverage, but not full blown media coverage because the five officers who beat this black kid to death were all black. Well, that and it's not yeah. an election year. <sighs> yeah. The exposure, the exposure, I really didn't know about it until, like, yesterday, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know anything yeah, about I, it. I had no idea about it. Today. Until today, dude. Um, and, well, uh, you know, but that's if five, that's police, five white officers. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, all hell would be raised. Five white officers, it would be Rodney King 2.0. I mean, that's how bad that, yeah. they beat this kid. Here, here's the thing, though, is. I mean, you look at it, the reason we're not hearing about it as much is because how's the media going to spin this? Like, if they if they leave out the fact that it was, you know, African-American cops beating an African-American student or kid, then then they're like, oh, well, you're fucking lying. If they say it, then they're like, oh, well, then maybe it's not as bad. Like, any way they spin well, it, they're going to fuck themselves. So they're like, you know what? We're just not going to report it. So, so you hey, do know Josh, how they spun the shit in L.A., right? No. So when when the L.A. shootings happened, they, they first blamed it on a white nationalist, blah, blah, blah. And then it came out to be a 70-year-old Asian man. And then they said, mm-hmm. well, oh, yeah. he might be a minority, but he still has uh, white nationalist tendencies. Get the fuck out of so. here. <laughs> Get the fuck. Hey, Josh, I, I haven't had a chance to watch the video real quick, so I want to ask you. Was this an an instance of the dude not complying, or were the police officers completely out of pocket here? So they showed one video of a one officer's view with the body cam pulling the kid out, and it looks like he okay. – I mean, he, the, the kid is literally saying, I'm doing what you're asking me to do, and the officers are kicking him in the face. Like, they're literally beating him. The silent okay. video that they had – they clearly show you can clearly see one officer coming up like a few feet back, running up, kicking him the kid right in his face multiple times. Uh, then you have another yeah, can officer. I you, can I ask you guys a question? Do these guys forget that they're wearing yeah. body cam fucking cameras? I feel like uh, they do. Like, like, listen, think about Probably. like the Truman Show, right? Think about the Truman Show. Like, when you find out that you're being watched constantly, you start your behavior changes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. But what I mean, you should fuck? you should know better as a, as a police officer. You got Religion? body cams now, guys. Can you all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Sam, you just stopped. You just stopped talking all of a sudden. Yeah, no, that's because I was letting I was letting you know, Josh finish. Uh, uh, no, but you, I didn't hear it. Was a, for me, for what I heard, it was like you were just talking all of a sudden. Well, that's why we're getting off a of blog fucking talk radio, right? <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Sam, you're kind of right. Like, I, you have to think that these officers completely forgot they're wearing body cams because they're standing. Apparently, a video they didn't show yet shows the cops just standing around trying to figure out their story, like what kind of defense they have. Jeez. But I mean, it's clear as day. Like these cops are 
punching the guy like you're in a fist fight, but the guy's being held, like a, a three-on-one beating. And then the other guy takes out his baton and, and hits the guy too when he's down on the ground. It, I mean, it's graphic. It's it's heartbreaking because the guy ended up dying from his injuries. That should have never happened at all. The guy, the one video I've seen, it looks like he was complying. Um, he does escape the police and runs, but it's almost like is he running because he's afraid that they're going to kill him? That's the kind of way I looked at it. Yeah, I mean, at that yeah. point, you're not evading the police. You're you're literally afraid for your life. Yeah, trying to survive. Exactly. Yeah. So, it it is very graphic. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're they've already shut down a highway in Memphis, uh, the I-55. So if anybody's in Memphis, stay away from I-55. Apparently, you're going to be backed up for a while. Uh, they're already protesting down the street. So I mean, I would assume. Uh, it is nighttime. Violence will probably break out here real soon. Uh, or will it? I, I wish I wish it it stays a peaceful protest, and that and that's how it should be. But as soon as you you start going violent, you kind of ruin your message. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I, I, I don't just, know I just, if uh, going to break out. I I doubt. I have doubts that we're going to see riots. I have my doubts. So we'll see. I'm curious to see how this all plays out, but that's very sad. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I've been trying to read up maybe yeah. to see if this gang related at all, if the cops were, you know, <laughs> members of gangs. Um, I have no idea, but this uh, is... It, it doesn't mean, matter. I mean, that... That beating, I mean, it, it kind of reminds you of Rodney King, honestly. Yeah. And Rodney I mean, King I, was speeding in high dope. No, I know that. It was angel dust. It was angel dust. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know if there's drugs in this car or whatnot. I mean, it doesn't matter. The kids should have never been in that situation with them police officers, plain and simple. Yep. All right, let's uh... – Let's kick it back to sports here. It's championship weekend. But first, I want to ask you guys, I don't know if you saw the Buffalo GM's press conference, Bean's press conference, and he, I'm sure you heard some of the outtakes where he said, you know, I don't want to suck bad enough to land the Jamar Chase, and he was basically complaining, saying, well, you know, we got to pay Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. They still got Burrow and Chase on rookie contracts, and – what yada yada? Was this a bad look for Buffalo's GM? Like right now, Buffalo seems kind of fucking butthurt about their ass whooping that they took in the divisional round. And I feel I like mean, their if, fans. If, they need they need some cheese with that wine, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, if it was a three point win, I could see him bitching and complaining about it. But that okay. was domination. That was they. The Bengals yeah. dominate the Bills on both sides of the ball. So you can't say it's, he's it's all because salt, of Joe so Burrow and Jamar Chase. It, it's yeah. multiple factors. So you get beat by an offensive line that yeah, the Bengals went out and bought this year and drafted because of what three yeah. three people they had to pick up. But you couldn't beat three brand new offensive line that hasn't even fucking played all year. Really? Come on. And you're gonna bitch about it. Plus, you got. I do. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Their, their best ahead. cornerback has been injured all, almost half the year. Awuze, he's been gone. Yep. So yep. just imagine if he's. You might not have scored a fucking touchdown in that game. Yeah. I just I think it's a bad look for your GM to come out and basically like be like, oh well, they got guys on a rookie contract. Guess what, Dean. You traded the pick for Stefan Diggs that became Justin Jefferson. So you could have also had Jefferson on a rookie contract and Allen still on a rookie contract. Now, Allen, Allen his rookie, his uh, extension kicks in next year. So, yeah, now you got to pay him. But you had five years with, uh, with Josh Allen on a rookie contract. You get something done, and you lost to the Chiefs 
in the AFC Championship game in 2020. You lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round in 2021 after your defense couldn't stop the Chiefs for 13 seconds. And then you got your ass waxed by the Bengals in the divisional round. So I'm sorry, you're not getting it done. You didn't get it done. Don't don't sit here and blame. Yeah, the Bengals built their roster how you're supposed to build your roster when you are down on your luck as a franchise, right? You get your franchise quarterback and you surround them with weapons. It's what you're supposed to fucking do. And that's, that's kind of that's sort of what, what the Eagles did, right? That was the that that was the recipe for the Eagles' success as well. They were able to get a lot of high-profile yeah. players sign and pay them. And that year, they went to the Super Bowl. Wentz was supposed to – and he was playing like a franchise quarterback, you know, that year before he got hurt. He was. And, uh, well, they you know, did it again with Hurts. They've done it again with Hurts. Hurts is yeah, on a exactly. rookie they deal. They did it again with Hurts. Right. Hurts is on a rookie deal. They got uh, Devontae, Devontae Smith is on a rookie deal. Yep. Yeah, Devontae Smith is on a rookie deal. They paid AJ Brown. Brown. Yeah, and and then they got that defense. That defense and that offensive line is is fucking incredible. The Eagles probably of all the teams left, the Eagles probably have the best offensive line of all four teams. Yeah, with Kelsey and, and Johnson, yeah. yeah, they're stacked. Exactly, and then and then you look at some of these other teams. When their that won it, when their quarterback was on a rookie deal, that you surround them with weapons. And I'm sorry, Buffalo, you didn't get the fucking job done. I'm sorry, Von Miller tore his ACL uh, halfway through the season. That kind of changed the the trajectory of the defense. But I mean, just taking shots, like yeah. So Burrow tears his ACL midway through his rookie year. Then they they they're drafting in the top five again. Uh, so they get a chance to chase. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, shit works out that way sometimes. Sam, you'll you'll be with me on this. The Spurs were the model of consistency in the '90s. They couldn't get over the help of the championship, but they were always winning 50 plus games with David Robinson. Robinson gets hurt; he misses the season. The Spurs win 17 games. They get the number one pick, and they draft Tim Duncan. And the rest yeah. is history. Yeah. They're a dynasty. They're a so, dynasty so it's, from it's, 1997 it's a, it's a to 2012. If if Joe Burrow had not torn his ACL, there's a chance he may not have gotten chased. So like a lot of like what if these are like these are like oh yeah or what if moments. Like he should be worried about building his team better, not worrying about how other teams build their 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 franchises. Exactly. And, and to your point, Sam, the Bengals were three seven and one when Burrow got hurt, so they weren't making the playoffs more than likely, but. Could they have won seven games down the stretch and finished with, like, the 12th pick? Absolutely. But instead, they win four games, and they have the t- uh, four or five games, I think, that year, and they have a top-five pick. The way the fucking crookie crumbled, crumbled. So, I mean, you made the choice to trade for Stephon Diggs. I don't want to fucking hear about your bitching. Butthurt Buffalo. By the way, all that goodwill between Cincinnati fans and Buffalo fans out the window. Out the window. All the amount of bitching I've seen from Buffalo fans on fucking Twitter and, and them complaining about us wearing all-white jerseys, saying it was an unfair advantage in the snow. I'm just dying over here. I'm dying because fucking I, Buffalo I don't even fans. See how that, I don't even see how that's a fucking, uh, like, an advantage, dude. You, if it's all-white, your own players, uh, I mean, your quarterback has trouble seeing which one's your player too, bro. What the hell? It's a disadvantage. <laughs> if anything, it's a disadvantage for both sides if you're doing that. Yeah. So, moving on to the AFC Championship game. Um, Cincinnati's going to go and got to go to Arrowhead again. We all know realistic Bengals fans, we all know this is a this is not an easy game. This is not even if Mahomes the only way that this would have been somewhat easy, I believe, is if Mahomes wasn't playing at all and we got to go up against Chad Henney for the full game. But that's not the case. Mahomes is playing. Even if Mahomes is 70%, 80%, he, he seems okay in practice. I, If I'm the Bengals, 
I'm going to test that ankle early, and I'm going to try to blitz him and pressure him and see how he moves around on it. And if he beats me early, fine. We'll start dropping guys back in zone. But that first drive for the Chiefs, I'm going to test that ankle. And I'm going to see exactly how much it's bothering him and then scheme from there. But I think the the Bengals got to go – with a similar game plan that they employed against Buffalo, and that's get the run game going and smack and hit Kansas City in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, the I only think thing, the only thing exactly. I was going to say. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Josh. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. If it, you know what I was going to say is that if uh, if the Bengals were not three and zero against Patrick Mahomes, right, I would be a little bit more comfortable, and I'll tell you why. I feel like when you ha- you have a, like a natural balance of shit, and uh, you know you can only run that streak so hot that hot streak so long, right? So, um, sure. so I obviously do want the Bengals to win. I just wish they probably. If, I wish it wasn't so lopsided, you know, um, that you know they are basically undefeated against Patrick Mahomes in the last you know two years. So, I uh, I feel like you know when it, when those scenarios happen. You're kind of sort of waiting. When is the owl going to come? And and I would hate to have the Bengals take a take an owl at this late late of the stage, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. But to to Louis, your point is, I think if the Bengals can start fast like they did against Kansas City before, uh, I, uh-huh. I think the Bengals win the game. If they don't, if they don't start off fast, it's a better opportunity for Kansas City to win. So. It depends on what Kansas City defense shows up and what what Cincinnati offense shows up on Sunday. So I guess we'll find out starting at 6.30 on Sunday. I think our offense is going to show up just fine. Kansas City has a total of two sacks against Joe Burrow in their three games. That ain't going to get the job done. Tennessee (laughs) sacked us seven times in the playoff game, and they still lost. Kansas City – is there de- and they have a bunch of rookies playing in that secondary. I, my thought is that Joe Burrow is going to eat those DBs alive. Can our defense get the stops when they need to? Can here's the two here's the two key factors for the Cincinnati Bengals: it's stopping the run game. Do not let Pacheco run for 90 yards and average 4.85 yards a carry. Don't let Kansas City keep you off balance by being successful with the run. Make them have to throw the ball with Mahomes. And for Kansas City, for Kansas City to be successful in this game, they're going to have to, in so many words, they're going to have to make Burrow figure out what they're throwing at them. Disguise your defenses. Look like you're dropping into zone, then bring a man off the edge, bring a corner on a cornerback blitz, disguise, disguise your blitzes, disguise your zones, and make Burrow make adjustments at the line of scrimmage. Even though he can do it, if you make him hey, think. Hey. If you, if, what? Why the hell are Somebody you giving the Kansas it? City – why are you giving Kansas City advice? Shut the hell up. I'm just I'm saying that's their that's their X factor to win for Cincinnati. It's, it's stopping the run. I know. Don't tell them the X factor. You know what the X factor is. You know what? I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Kansas City's coaching staff is, you know, adamantly. Yes, I know, Mike. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Although it would be hilarious if uh, one day they're like, "So what's your game plan?" Well, Lou on all bases covered said. <laughs> If that's the case, then I should be on fucking CBS calling games instead of fucking Tony Romo. So, right. uh, Nick Wright is at it again, though, dude. I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate Nick Wright, like, so much. Yo, you need to to tweet out to Nick Wright and let him know he he was uh, the most hated sportscaster based on our (laughs) our bracket. I've, I've been tweeting at him. I've been I've been tweeting at him. He, there's been no response from him, but I've been tweeting at him quite a bit. The thing is, 
he's such a fucking fanboy, and it bleeds through everything he does. Like, it's that it's you're like it's like talking to a seventh grader who's fucking favorite player, and, and there's no reasoning with him. Basically, Mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever live, according to him, and uh, he calls he calls the AFC Championship game the Kansas City Invitational. That's great. Yeah, this is your fifth time hosting the AFC Championship game, and you have two Super Bowls to show for it and one Super Bowl. Wait, wait, wait. one win, one win to show for it. One win, yeah, exactly. But one win, but he's, they've been to two Super Bowls. Fine, been to two Super Bowls. This is your fifth year hosting it. Listen, Mahomes <laughs> is great. He's a great quarterback. How, uh, athletic-wise, all these things, he is a fantastic talent. But it doesn't fucking matter if he finishes his career with one championship. He'll be just like Aaron Rodgers or Brett exactly. Barr. Or, you know, any of these other great quarterbacks that have come along that won one championship. It doesn't fucking matter. Burrow, and and the fact that Nick Wright sits here and says, well, you know, if Burrow beats Mahomes, Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league. Okay, fine, I'll give you that, Mahomes. That if, If Burrow beats Mahomes, though, then goes on to win the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. I think Burrow's at least in that discussion. He might not have the regular season MVPs yet that Mahomes has, but fuck that shit. I don't care. Just like Michael Jordan. Oh, no, it's a 1A, 1B at that point, bro. It's a 1A, 1B, honestly. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter who's A or B at that point. If have them MVPs, I'm going to go out and get this ring. So, go ahead, Sam. No, no, no. What I was saying is that, yeah, absolutely. Nick Wright, bro. So listen, he, they've been to five, the Kansas City Invitational, right? They, they've been, they, it's, they've been to five times, but he has one Super Bowl to show for it. So yeah. you're, you're one out of five once you've been to the AFC Championship game. So how is that greatness right there, yeah. man? I don't think Joe Montana would be one out of five. I don't think, uh, you know, uh, all these other greats. Tom Brady, fuck yeah, Tom yeah. Brady. You, you take Peyton Manning, you take all, any of these guys. They're not going five times and winning one time, bro. They're they're going closer. You know, they're going to the Super Bowl yeah. maybe more times, right? If even if they lose, even if they lose, they're going to the Super Bowl more times. All I know is what Andy Reid's been to what nine, champion AFC or NFC championships, and he's only got one Combined. ring. Or did he have? He's and got he's what? Been to three Super Bowls, one and two. He's one and two in Super three. Bowls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. was it eight three. or nine that he's been to? Nine. Uh, he's talking nine. about championship games, Mike. He's talking about championship games. Yeah, yeah, the AFC. So, I mean, even him. I'm like, he he gets there and he struggles. He can't get over the hump. Bro, his, his clock management skills are non-existent when he gets to the higher stage for some reason, which is really strange because Andy Reid is such a great coach. I don't know why he mismanages the clock so badly. I mean, in, at in the that one stakes. Super Bowl they won, they should have lost against. San Francisco. They should have lost that game. Yeah. I mean, they had to come back and to win that, but San Francisco should have won that game. So, here's another thing. Tom Brady appeared in 12 AFC Championship games. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, not 12. 11 AFC Championship games. He went to and how many rings does he have? He went to nine Super Bowls, and he had six rings in New England. So we're not counting Tampa Bay, obviously, because that's different. But in New England, he went to 11 AFC Championship games, nine Super Bowls. So he was 9-2 and two in the AFC Championship game yeah. with six Super Bowl rings. Of those 11, eight of them, or oh, sorry, he hosted nine of them. Two, two of them were in Pittsburgh, hosted nine of them. The ones, uh, he was... In those uh, 11 championship games, he was 9-2. And, and he was 7 and or, uh, I, he only lost, like, one of those games at home. It's insane to me. That That is completely insane. And, and no one called that, it the New the England thing. Invitational. No one called it the New England Invitational. Yeah, no one called then. it the New England Invitational. But he had more, like, Mahomes, we can all agree, is great. But Nick Wright. Get off LeBron and get off Mahomes' dick. Like, for real. 
All right. Um, so we got the NFC Championship game coming up. This is it. And I feel like with the AFC Championship game, the quarterbacks are so good that the AFC game is getting a lot more hype. But the overall rosters of San Francisco and Philly might be the two best. Um, on both sides of the ball, 30, bro. On both sides of the ball. On both, yeah, on both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. Can Purdy go on the road and beat Philly? Because I already showed you. I texted you guys what I think is going to happen. I'm calling my shot now. Philly handles San Francisco 23-14, and Purdy has a mediocre game. One touchdown, two picks, and a fumble, and only 190 yards passing. I think this is the game that Purdy turns his fucking chariot, turns back into a pumpkin. So I, I can I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you on that. Where he's due for a bad game, it's just it's not it's not sustainable, right? I, I agree with that part, right? Um, but at the same time, as good as as Philly's defense is, especially their corners, that's how good Shannon is in making adjustments on offense. So I I, I, I go ahead. The one thing about Philly is you can run the ball against Philly. They're very good on the corners, and it's very hard to pass, but Philly is susceptible to the run. And that's what San Francisco does really, really well. So Brock Even Purdy with McCaffrey? Have have what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. I said Brock Purdy doesn't have to have a huge game. He just needs to be a game manager, Jimmy Garoppolo type, and I think they can pull the W out. But that's the thing. Philly, I don't think, is going to let him be a game manager. They're going to load up to stop the run. Even though they struggled, their linebacker play is probably their weakest spot in Philadelphia is that linebacker. They're still and that's where I see Kittle going off. I see Kittle going off there, bro. There's not a single corner or linebacker that can cover him one-on-one. And there might not be. They're going to make Purdy make those throws to Kittle, right? They're going to make Purdy complete those throws. Or it's going to be Christian McCaffrey over the middle, too. Yeah. And he's going to be tough. He's yeah, going to be the tough. The problem is he has weapons. Ayuk, Samuel, uh, they have Elijah Mitchell. Um, they still have yeah. a great O-line, too. They have Trent Williams, right? Their O-line's good. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, like I said, top to bottom, the, there's no doubt that the Chiefs and the Bengals have the two best quarterbacks in the championship round. But top to bottom, I think the Eagles and the Niners rosters are better than the Bengals and Chiefs. I agree. Absolutely. Um, I and so I mean, if Cincinnati does get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a it's going to be a dogfight against San Francisco or Philadelphia. Hopefully, they can come out with a win. But I. I don't know. Here's the other thing with Philly. They've been one of the best teams all year, and San Francisco's susceptible to the wide receivers, and I think they got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I think Jalen Hurts can run the ball enough. They have Dallas Godert back, too. Yeah, they got Dallas Godert back, and Jalen Hurts can run the ball enough to keep that defense honest. They got Hurts and Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Philly can run the ball, too. And I think San Francisco is going to have to prove that they can stop the receiving the receivers of Philadelphia. Um, and here's so, the thing. Um, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, I was just saying. All this time, I was saying I don't want the Niners in the Super Bowl if the Bengals make it. I've changed my tune. I don't want to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl because I forgot that the one thing that Cincinnati's defense has always been a little susceptible to is quarterbacks that can run the football. If you have a mobile quarterback that can run, they can give you some problems. We saw it. You know, I granted, Josh Allen can run the ball. They didn't really try running him the ball that much in the divisional game. But we saw it against Baltimore. Um, I feel like Jalen Hurts, his threat to run would give, you know, sometimes some problems. Whereas Garoppolo, if he's back to the Super Bowl or if they roll with Purdy, neither one of them are a threat to run the football. So, so uh, I, I, what I was going to say is that Josh Allen, Josh Allen, they don't really design plays for Allen to run anymore. 
if you've noticed, like the last yeah. years. Since he's become a, a good pocket passer, you know, uh, 4,000 plus yards, 30 touchdowns, whatever, they had they stopped designing plays for him to run. So that's why they probably didn't run Allen. But Hurts, uh, yeah. the other thing I was going to tell you is that, you know, if you guys match up with Hurts, the good the good thing is is that you can stop um, you can stop the other running backs. You may not be able to stop Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts, but you could stop uh, Scott and you can stop Sanders. Because Philly yeah. also has issues running the ball against good rundies. So I've seen Miles Sanders crap the bed. I've seen uh, Scott crap the bed along with Hurts if they hit a good rundie. So if you guys could put the pressure and keep the run away, then all you have to focus on is, is you know, is two, two really good receivers and a tight end, you know? So I think you guys match up. I, I, since he matches up good against Philly, I, I disagree with you on that, um, uh, Mike. I think they match up better with San Francisco. Yeah, okay. I, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, they have more, more. They have more. They have more problems. Sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Problems with matchups. No, I would. I'll agree with Sam. I, I'd rather see the Eagles than um, the Forty ers as well. I I think we can stop Hurts. Hurts uh, isn't as dynamic as Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's okay. a fucking amazing runner. But you've seen that first game when we played against him. He didn't go off like everybody thought he was. I mean, that we should have yeah. still won that game against Baltimore when we when we faced him. I kind of disagree with you. I think I think we can we can keep Hurts to a point, but Baltimore they're built to run the ball. That's what they've they've developed over year after year after year, and that's kind of what Philly's going after. But I don't see them hurting us as bad as a Baltimore team, honestly. Um, so so like, I guess you know, the cop I would say, the cop I would say is I would take a running quarterback over two good running backs, and that's Mitchell and McCaffrey, really. And I, so and Purdy doesn't I run. That, Purdy doesn't run. That's fine. But then you also have Samuel too. I mean, off the ends and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I would rather face Goddard than Kittle, because the last time the Bengals played Kittle, Kittle yeah. crushed the Bengals. Well, and the, yeah. and the Bengals Kittle, are Kittle's a matchup nightmare, all, right? Yeah. All right. So while we're on the finalists for offensive rookie of the year, is this deserved? No. No, he didn't play enough games, man. He's exactly. got to play more than six games, seven games. Might as well throw Brees Hall in there. Brees Hall is balling. Yeah, seriously, honestly, yeah. honestly, if you're going to do that, you're right. You're absolutely right, Mike. Hundred percent. If you're going to if you're going to take a small game sample, then hell yeah, he does. Brees Hall is in the mix then at that point. Oh, absolutely. He he fucking played five regular season games. Brock Purdy did. I just I don't understand, man. You got Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, and Brock Purdy, and I'm sorry. I Olave Olave should be up there instead of Purdy. In my opinion, it should be yeah. it should be yeah. Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson. And obviously, if Brees Hall, I mean, Damian Pierce is year, also not far behind, right? Damian Pierce is not too far behind. He had a couple yeah, of shit games yeah. to end the year, but he had a couple of really good games in the beginning of the year. If you look at a five game sample of Pierce, he did Ian do bad, right? Right, exactly. Or, no. or Tyler Algier, his last five games. Look at what he did. Exactly. Tyler Algier, exactly. after not even starting for half the season, still went over a thousand yards rushing. And if you're talking uh, Algier, you uh, might as well throw in Drake London as a far, you know, far, far dark horse type of, you know, mix. Yeah, I just, I don't think, I think it sends the wrong message when he's only started five games. And are they taking the fact that, he, that he's gone so far, that he's gone so deep? Are they taking the fact that he's taken his team, well, not really him, just himself, but, like, he's managed to, to, to be with the team now into the NFC Championship game? Are they taking that into consideration yeah, but as leverage for why he should be there? It's a regular season yeah, award. But... So don't, don't add playoffs to it. Because if you're going to add playoffs to these awards, then if Burrow beats Mahomes, he should be the MVP of the league. True, true. But had had Purdy not gone undefeated in the regular season, how far behind is San Francisco sitting? Uh, I mean, I they're probably I think they're still up in the fourth or five seed. Yeah, I I think they would still make the playoffs, and I, and they're still going to be good enough to even play in that. 
Yeah. I mean, he went, in your he opinion, Mike, who do you think? Mike and Josh, yeah. who do you think d- deserves it? I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Wilson, baby! Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, would, I would I would probably go Kenneth Walker. Um, just because he hit 1,200 yards, and he didn't, he missed three, the first three games of the year, first two games of the year. And I think he missed, what, two or three? He missed two or three games during the year, and he still had over 1,200 yards rushing. So yeah, he, but he was no, also I'm in a far rushing. superior <laughs> offense. He was in a yep. far superior offense. Garrett Wilson was catching balls from from, uh, from Mike White and, and Joe Flacco. No, let's pause. Uh, hold on. Uh, started eleven games. He only ran for one thousand fifty yards. Oh my bad, thousand fifty. He, he might have had twelve hundred total yards if he throw in his hundred sixty five yards receiving. But he, yeah, he ran for one thousand yards. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I knew he had like twelve hundred total yards. I, yeah. Uh, I I would still go with Garrett Wilson. I I think because to Sam's point, he had Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco throwing him the fucking football this year, and he still had 83 catches for 1,100 yards and four touchdowns. And uh, let me before we move on here, because we got a lot more to talk about. This is why I get mad at the fucking Kyle Pitts defenders. This is why I get pissed off. At the Kyle Pitts people who say, well, he doesn't have a quarterback throwing him the ball. He he would be doing so much better if he had a quarterback throwing him the ball. Greatness supersedes quarterbacks. If you are a great receiver or tight end, you will still put up halfway decent stats if you are worth a shit. Kyle Pitts. Look at Kittle. Had Kittle was catching it from Mullins. Yeah. Kittle's catching it from Mullins, and he, and he still went over 1,000 yards, and he had 11 touchdowns. Kyle Pitts this season had 28 catches for 356 yards and two touchdowns before he got hurt. Last year, he had 68 catches for 1,000 yards and one touchdown, and I was with broken Matt Ryan, uh, who still had a little left in the tank. That was with Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. If Garrett Wilson can catch 83 balls, while taking catches, taking passes from Zach Wilson and Mike White, fucking Kyle Pitts put up better than what he was putting up with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. Or just Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball. So, I fucking that's a tired excuse that he doesn't have a quarterback. Fine. If he had a great quarterback, instead of catching 65 passes for 1,000 yards and six touchdowns, maybe he catches 85 balls for 1,300 yards and, and 12 touchdowns. Or 13 touchdowns. But greatness shines. So, No, I'm, I'm on the uh, same wagon as you. Pitts is, is, yeah. is definitely overvalued. Even with a mediocre to, to less than average Matt Ryan, he got one touchdown as a red zone target. This guy was supposed to be a red zone beast, and he got one touchdown his first Right. Game. That's retarded. Exactly. Um, I want to get to our QB bust bracket real quick. Uh, I'm going to run through this very quickly. Then I want to get to the NBA All-Star snubs. And I want to try to get to the Royal Rumble news. And uh, if we, if you have a chronic corner ready, try to get to that. we got about 15 minutes go left. So, real quick, we're down to our Sweet 16. Demarcus Russell goes over Johnny Manziel with 75% of the vote. Brady Quinn goes over Dan McGuire uh, with 80% of the vote. Tim Couch goes over Achilles Smith with 60% of the vote. Matt Leinart goes over Jeff George with 65% of the vote. Ryan Leaf over Joey Harrington with 85% of the vote. David Klingler over Heath Schuler with 52% of the vote. Rick Meyer over J.P. Losman, 70% of the vote. And Andre Ware over Kyle Bowler with a slim margin of 51% of the vote. So our Sweet 16 is Jamarcus Russell and Brady Quinn, Tim Couch, Matt Leinart, Ryan Leaf and David Klingler, and Rick Meyer and Andre Ware. So, um, in the sounds like, it sounds like a bowl full of busts. It is a complete bowl full of busts. But I am shocked a little bit. Achilles Smith was our first number one seed to fall. 
And Tim Couch was an eight seed in in this bracket, and and Matt Leinart was the fifteen seed in this bracket, and we have an eight and a fifteen out of the Achilles Smith bracket. Uh, whereas a lot of these other ones, well, Brady Quinn was also a fifteen seed, so the fifteen seed showing out in the Sweet Sixteen here. Uh, but uh, we still have. It's, it's like a Butler. It's like a Butler Marquette Cinderella story. Yeah. <laughs> Such a shitty quarterback. <laughs> so uh, I will update that for next Friday. We'll see who makes the Elite Eight. Um, NBA All Stars. The starters were announced, not the rest of the rosters yet. But dude, how the fuck is Embiid not a starter? Now someone's got some explaining to do on that one, man. I think there's a lot of haters, bro. I think there's a lot of Embiid haters that um, are taking, like, personal shit into uh, consideration when it comes to having him start or not. I think it's wild, just like just like you said. Like, he, in so many different categories, he's leaving. Like, I get it. You can only have so many front court players. I mean, I like Giannis, and I like, but I would probably have gone and beat over either Giannis or Kevin Durant here. I that that just I guess you can't go over Giannis, who's a team captain. But I would have taken and beat over Durant. Eight of us having I would a too. great year. You know, yeah. I that Katie's had, had a decent Durant's year, but Katie's also missed some time. I think he's missed more time than Embiid has. Okay. So I I don't know, man. It to me it's uh, it's wild, and I'm I'm kind of surprised that fucking Zion Williamson was named a starter on the Western Conference side. I don't know who I would have put over Zion in that category for a front court player because uh, you know you look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, he's he's not played a whole lot this year. So I don't I don't really have a guy that I would please. There's got to be somebody out there is doing better than Zion Williamson who's missed a shit. So, I mean, I, I, I would say Anthony Davis if he played a little bit more games. Again, both Anthony and, uh, and yeah. Zion both have missed time this year. But Anthony Davis, I think, from a stats perspective, is, is right there. Yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised also that Shy is not a starter. With the way he's been playing, dude, he's he's that, fifth. He's got like the he's average. He's fifth in the league in, in in points right now. I believe. Yeah, he's averaging he's averaging thirty one points a game, and and beat is averaging thirty three point four. It's just crazy to me, but we'll see how the rest of the rosters shake out. But that, that those were some of my takeaways from NBA All Star starters. Um, do we have a uh, do we have a chronic corner? That you want to go into? No, I actually want to bypass the corner because we got ten minutes, I believe. I think we should we should make yeah. the last ten minutes. This is we should talk about uh, Rumble. Well, I mean Royal Rumble coming up, man. We got to do some WWE. All right, let's go Royal Rumble. If we have any more time left, we'll, we'll maybe cover the WNBA charter flights and Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. If we if we need to fill some more time, well, let's go Royal Rumble. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not really happy with the WNBA one, so we'll go Scott. We'll, we'll do Rowland. All, all I know is uh, um, Kyrie Irving should be uh, coming out of pocket for that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody garnish his wages, man. Exactly. <laughs> He's been all that shit, man. Oh, um, the Royal Rumble. This is actually I was telling Josh yesterday. I was talking to Josh. Oh, this is now my favorite WWE pay per view, the Royal Rumble. This is the one that I actually kind of look it, forward to. Over, even it, if I don't... Uh, is it? Is it? Is it over WrestleMania? For me, it is. For me, it is. And Ooh. I think it's because you always get some good championship matches there, uh, whether it's for the world title or intercontinental title. You always get something or even tag titles. You get, like, a great championship match. And then the Royal Rumble, the actual Rumble match, like, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. You don't know who's going to pop out. You don't know who's going to come back from injury. People make big debuts at the Royal Rumble. AJ Styles made his WWE debut at the Royal Rumble. 
Uh, Taz made his WWE debut at the Royal Rumble when he uh, defeated Kurt Angle. Uh, so Edge came back at always... the Royal Rumble. What's that? Edge came the back at exactly. the Royal Rumble. Yep, yep. So I, I think all the surprises, it it, it gets, you know, that's, that's why I love it so much. Now, granted, the winner of the Royal Rumble, most people read the tea leaves and know about two or three months in advance of the Royal Rumble who's probably going to win the Royal Rumble. Like, for instance, this year, all signs point to Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble, right? So Cody Rhodes kind of and uh, um, fucking, uh, can't remember her name right now. Oh, Rhea Ripley. That's who I'm reading. Rhea Ripley and Cody Rhodes winning it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you. some of that suspense and drama is kind of gone because also I remember a few years ago, we all knew Batista was going to win the Royal Rumble when he came back, and then everybody booed because they wanted it to be Daniel Bryan. Uh, but you can kind of know, you kind of see things coming. But that doesn't mean that there might not be another surprise or two. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. And I, I also think we got a hell of a championship match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Guys, was I reading there. something uh, that um, it's like hey, the, uh, SmackDown? SmackDown for tonight, guys. Like right? Right? Mike? Yeah, SmackDown's on right now. Oh, it's on uh, right now, dude. Yeah. We're probably we're missing a good SmackDown probably right now. Should give a little yeah, bit of preview of what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. I, I would say it's going to be interesting how how they do Sami Zayn over the weekend. Um, yeah, especially after that that trial and and everything that they had on Raw. Um, I, I hate to say Sami Zayn is probably the best thing going on in WWE right now. Uh, just his character work yeah. and, and everything that he's been doing. Dude's, dude's a fucking star, and I, I hope they give him some sort of title here soon uh, because he's their fucking star, and he deserves it. Yeah. Joe, were you trying to say something earlier? Uh, I was just going to ask, did I read something about something to do with The Undertaker and, like, 30th anniversary or something? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not up to date. He was on the uh, the show. Yeah. He was on the 30th anniversary of Raw. Um, he came out. So, and, so Mike, oh, yeah. I, was watching, I was watching the 1991 Royal Rumble, actually, just a couple of days ago. Okay. And I love the fact they need to they need to start bringing in like uh, like having each one of the wrestlers cut their own promo thirty second promo before before they go in. I think that's such a cool concept. Back then, every single wrestler had that yeah. time, you know, to to say their pieces, whatever their 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 uh, taglines were, all that stuff. You and know, I think that would be a, a cool thing to do. I, I think I think you might be onto something. I, I actually like that idea. I, I don't think thirty seconds. I think maybe ten seconds. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I mean, I exaggerated right before they 30, run out. Right? That would be fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah. But but then that, that I, and I guess it's it possible. Does right? Ruin the suspense on who's coming out next, though. That's true. Okay, but that you know what? True. Or you can, or you know what? You can you can go ahead and cut these promos and then run the promos uh, like before the the match starts, so you know yeah. everyone's promo, but you don't know when they're coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that happen. That would be pretty cool. I just think each person, each like uh, each person having a platform to express their their character, that was so cool back in the day. I 100% agree. Uh, any 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 upsets this weekend? Do we see uh, Bianca Belair go down this weekend? Do we see Roman Reigns? I don't see any of the, so here's the what here's where I can see Roman Reigns losing the championship belt is this. And this is the only scenario where I see Kevin Owens going over Roman Reigns. Is if Sami Zayn somehow helps Kevin Owens and he goes against the bloodline and he costs Roman Reigns the championship. 
And then we know, then we find out at the Rumble that The Rock is back, and it sets up The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for no titles. And then Cody, Cody Rhodes fights Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, one of the titles. And you know what? Kevin Owens. That would be a fantastic match. Yeah. I think that would be a fantastic match. Cody Rhodes and Kevin Owens. That oh, yeah. would be. WWE needs to have a suggestion box for us, bro. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I heard there's a rumor Stone Cold might show up. Who knows? I've been hearing that all week, man. I've been hearing there, that all there week. There was a rumor that uh, they might have him come out and face Roman Reigns at at WrestleMania. I heard that one. Uh, but then they also were discussing uh, him versus Brock Lesnar at uh, WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, cause they, I mean, Stone Cold, he's definitely in wrestling shape, right? Oh, absolutely. Everyone knows that Stone Cold's in wrestling shape. He's good to go. Uh, yeah. That, that's yeah, they Stone said he's Cold been training for a few months. They wanted, him to lose, they wanted him to lose to Lesnar. They wanted him to lose to Lesnar on a Raw episode, and Stone Cold wasn't happy with that. He wanted to lose to Lesnar at a pay-per-view. And that's when he took his ball and went home for a little while. So... Um, yep. So here's another rumor: is that Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn have are being discussed to win the Royal Rumble. With and and Josh, your point here was that Sami Zayn was incredibly over right now. And I I ta- I brought this to your attention a couple months ago, Josh. Is Sami Zayn wins the Rumble and then challenges Roman Reigns for the titles at WrestleMania? Not going to happen. Uh, the rumor is he's going to team with Kevin Owens to face the bloodline at WrestleMania for the tag team titles. Okay. For the tag team titles? Okay. Yeah. So that's are they the slowly rumor. stripping away? Are they slowly stripping away all the titles? Is that is that the point to get, you know, so, to free up all these titles that that crew now holds? I think so because if if you watch the latest Raw, uh, they the Bloodline faced uh, Judgment Day for the Raw Tag Team title. Not for both. They specifically said the Raw Tag Team title. So yeah. people have to pay attention to how WWE uses, oh, this person's going after the undisputed WWE championship, or are they going after the Universal Championship? When they start saying what title it is, that's when you know that could be the, the moment that somebody loses that match. So I, I think they're starting to hint at that, that title coming back to Raw. So they have tag teams on on Raw. And then, obviously, Roman Reigns has to lose one title. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, was talking, I was talking about this with my buddy. And I, want, I want your thoughts real quick. Do you really continue, do you continue to still feed the ego of someone that's you know, probably part-time now? you know, in your in your company? Or do you kind of slowly now start moving away? I don't think I don't think Roman Reigns is all ego. Um I, I don't see him as a Brock Lesnar type. My personal opinion. I, he just never seemed that way. Um I think he's more like family, family oriented and that's just how that whole Samoan culture is. It seems like they're all about family. Uh, and with Roman's health mm-hmm. being the way it is with the leukemia, he probably wants to spend more time with his family. So I get why he wants to go part-time, but WWE's got to figure out, hey, we got to get the title one title off of him, let it be on Raw, let the other one be on it. It's not going to hurt Roman Reigns whatsoever. You can you can have – No, he's not here. Make him lose. Two years. Yeah. Oh, I – yeah, I, I don't mean, know. If put it on the guys that you have there. Put it on the guys like yeah. a Zane or Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins or a Cody Rhodes, guys that are going to show up, uh, you know, and, and let Ro- save Roman Reigns for some big fights, some random – like, let him do, like, five pay-per-views a year. Let him do the big ones, and, like, maybe he shows up at, like, money. Let him turn into a legend, more or less. Let him turn yeah, to yeah, let, him, let him follow Lesnar. Let him follow Cena. Let him follow The Rock, and and that's gonna yeah. that's gonna build his marquee up too. Like shit, we haven't seen yeah. Roman Reigns in fucking six months. 
holy fucking shit, this is fucking awesome. And that's what the Yeah, just don't let happen. him back and find Lesnar. Because we've all seen exactly. that too many times. No, I, I mean, I think this uh, is the best. No one wants to see that anymore, bro. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, guys, that's all the time that we have here uh, for the show. Uh, Blog Talk Radio, as I said before, we will be moving off this platform. Uh, last week, Next week will be the last week on this platform as we transition. So, all of our listeners, you can follow us over at Podbean. Uh, that's what we'll be on eventually. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody. Hopefully, the Bengals get a W this weekend. If not, me, Josh, and Joe will be very probably sad on Monday's show, and uh, I probably won't bring that it same energy pretty. for Monday. That's all i got to say. It will not be pretty on Sunday. Yeah. On Monday. <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing